Good good evening, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, thank you for having me here. I hope you've all had a, a wonderful day and it's lived up to all your expectations. But if it hasn't, uh, we have a program that helps us deal with those things. <clears throat> I know that uh, I rarely have a day that lives up to all my expectations, but that's because I have high expectations um, or sometimes low expectations. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's... Uh, that that's selfishness, you know. Uh, my my uh, uh, expectations are a reflection of my selfishness. That I think I should know how everybody else should act and how things ought to go. And uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm uh, usually quite disappointed um, in, in that. And uh, you know, but I've got a program that teaches me how to live a life of uh, surrender and acceptance. And I thank God for that program and uh, for the reminders each day. I was born uh, a uh, compulsive overeater, I believe. I'm a uh, you know post-war baby. Uh, my parents were children of the Depression. My dad fought in World War II, came back and did the American dream, started the family. Um, my <clears throat> parents uh, had it rough. In the Depression, my mother particularly was a, from a family of 16 kids and, and uh, went without a lot of stuff, including food, when she was uh, uh, growing up. You know, they'd go a couple of days at a time sometimes without, without eating. And um, my childhood memories are of her telling us these horror stories at the dinner table and, uh, you know, while she, she doled out our food. And a lot for a while, I thought that having realized that that's what happened and that the fear that engendered was the root of my problems. And and uh, whether it has anything to do with my problems or not, figuring that out uh, didn't help me. Uh, you know, no one, it, 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 whether that's true or not, it doesn't, it didn't help me to know that. Um, there, it's not a, uh, it, it, it's, it's not a solution to my problems today. I uh, was athletic as a kid. Uh, I um, was uh, very active. I hunted. I fished. I played basketball. I played football. I played baseball. I ran track. And uh, if I wasn't doing that formally, I was doing it uh, on the side. I was out back shooting baskets. I was uh, uh, with basketball goal or I was uh, uh, hitting baseballs over in the field and hitting them back. Uh, you know, or I was out just running the fields. And uh, as a result of that, uh, uh, any uh, compulsive eating that I did didn't really show up on me uh, much until I was uh, in high school, got a job, uh, was uh, working at a grocery store, a local gro grocer who loved local sports talent, and he would hire a football star and a basketball star every year as part of his team and I was the basketball star and uh, uh, so I would work down there when I could and uh, so I had pocket money and I had a car and I had freedom and that meant I could go get whatever I wanted and uh, I, I left my uh, sophomore year of high school at, uh, uh, at around 210 205, uh, pretty good shape. I was uh, 
turned 16 in June, uh, was free, uh, came back for football um, my fall in, in, in three months, weighing 240. I'd put on you know, 20, 30 pounds over the 30, 35 pounds, I guess it is, over the summer. And uh, my basketball coach says, you can't carry that weight. You need to take some of it off. And I experienced my first diet. Um, I didn't understand what it meant to diet. Uh, I, uh, my my mother prepared uh, food for me, but I didn't realize that the Cokes I was drinking and the beer I was drinking and the other things I was doing had calories in it. I, I don't want to sound stupid, but, you know, I just didn't have the knowledge to, to know what I was doing. But nonetheless, I peeled off 20 pounds because I was young and active, and, and it was easy to do then. I peeled off 20 pounds, and I held that at 220 till I got out of high school. And, uh, you know, then uh, uh, my disappointment in the fact that I didn't get to play college ball where I wanted to play. I could have played at a small school, but uh, I didn't want that. Uh, uh, coupled with a few other things and the chasing girls and doing the other things that 18-year-old boys do. Uh, but uh, I, uh, I got up, I got married, but right shortly after I was married, I weighed one day at work and I was 270 pounds. And, and so I went on a self-designed diet and, uh, you know, lost some weight. And, and the story's going to sound like a yo-yo from, you know, the time I'm 18 to the time I'm 40. Uh, but it was up and down and in and out. And it was, you know, paying ways and and uh, cabbage soup cleanses and the drinking man's diet and a 500-calorie-a-day diet from the doctor. And, and uh, you know, so the weight would go up and it would come back down, but it would never come all the way down. And it'd go higher each time it went up, and so I yo-yoed my way up to about 410 pounds. Um, I came to OA uh, at 39 years of age and weighing 410 pounds, and getting a divorce, and determined that that was going to be the uh, that was going to be the end of it. Uh, you know, I, uh, I had a fairly decent sponsor, but he certainly wasn't one that said. We must work the steps thoroughly and quickly to get you to recovery. Uh, it was, um, you know, make your phone calls, go to meetings, uh, you know, and we'll work on the steps as little as we go. And uh, we, uh, I got through the, they had the Westminster questions then, that that's how you did the first three steps. And I did the Westminster questions and, and uh, that got me, uh, uh, it was good enough, you know, with the with the fellowship and the diet and group support, uh, I was able to uh, uh, peel off the uh, peel peel off 165 pounds in that first year in program, and uh, get back down to playing weight. And some of that was fear. I was about to be alone. Uh, I was going through a divorce, and I knew I needed to get thin for to catch the next right woman. Uh, you know, and uh, so I, I went through that, and uh, and then I started in the program, and and I thought it was going to be easy. Uh, it had been easy that first year, and the second year was a little more difficult. I moved 
uh, at, at one year. Um, the second year was uh, not much weight loss, but, uh, you know, I was holding my own. But then I got to where it was time to pick up my two-year chip, and I realized that the only reason I was able to call myself abstinent was I kept changing my food plan and, and uh, that uh, to m- make up for the things I was doing. And, um, you know, I, I didn't pick up that two-year chip uh, out of honesty. And that sent me into the cycle, you know, the familiar cycle of uh, abstinence and relapse of, of, you know, 90 days here, six months there, you know, uh, a, a new sponsor and a new start and, uh, you know, and then a failure. And it was always, it, it was always short term like that. And uh, I was uh, getting pretty frustrated with it. And I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. And I, you know, I read, I could read in the book and I read about the need for a spiritual experience. And I said, okay, God, I, I, I'm here. I believe in God. And I, I love God. So hit me with that spiritual experience, please. Uh, I'll take one of those and, uh, uh, you know, I'll take it right off the shelf. And and uh, it didn't come, you know, that I, I wanted God to hit me with the lightning bolt and have give me the white light experience, but uh, he, he didn't. And uh, uh, I, I began to get a little bit irritated with God that he wasn't giving me what I wanted, you know, uh, that... Uh, uh, you know why? Why wouldn't you give that to me? I, I wanted it. Uh, shouldn't you know? Uh, what was the reason not to give that to me? And what I didn't realize was that that the right in the steps. If I'd have just listened to what I said when I read the steps, the twelfth steps is having had a spiritual awakening as the result of the steps. It doesn't say I worked the steps because I had a spiritual awakening and it enabled me to overcome my procrastination. It doesn't say that uh, I uh, uh, had a spiritual awakening and then worked the steps. It says I ha- we have a spiritual awakening as the result of the steps. And uh, I-, I didn't get that through my head. I didn't do the work. And when you don't do the work, when you don't clear away the uh, resentments, the fear and the guilt that you clear away in, in the steps four and five and and the, and the when you make the amends in nine, when you don't do that stuff, when you haven't surrendered to a life of of surrender and acceptance, um, you know you're not likely to be living in the sunlight of the spirit. And and I wasn't. So uh, all of that is to say that uh, in, in relapse, I got up to 520 pounds. Um, I did a lot of damage to my body that I still suffer from. Um, you know, um, and uh, it took me a long time to get any semblance of uh, continuous abstinence. And and I'm 71 years old now, and uh, it's taken me a long time. I'm, I'm diabetic. Uh, that's all the result of the steps, or uh, all the, not the steps. It's all the result of the of the disease. I'm diabetic, and you know, even though I'm down uh, over 100 pounds from my peak weight, the weight is crawling off slow, and it's disappointingly slow. It's it's it is um, uh, maddeningly slow sometimes, and uh, 
you know, I finally got to my sponsor where he's required me to weigh every week, once a week, just to keep track of where I'm at so that I can make uh, uh, gentle corrections to my food plan. And uh, that seems to be helping. Um, you know, it's amazing how little amount of food you can live on when you're uh, 71 and se- sedentary. Um, no, uh, but uh, that's that's the that's the fact of my life today. Uh, I have uh, I have uh, uh, several things wrong with me. My knees need to be replaced, but they won't do it yet. Uh, and because my knees are bone on bone, it's difficult for me to do any kind of exercise. I, my son came over and helped me, and we set up my uh, uh, recumbent bike where I have handbars so I can get down there and get back up. Um, that's helped. Um, I have a, I have a pacemaker. I have a filter in my heart. I have had intestinal surgery as a result of uh, herniated colon. Um, my lymphedema in my legs is uh, a recurring problem, and it's flared up right now. Uh, the left leg is swollen. Tonight, I'm going to the doctor in the morning to hopefully get some antibiotics. Um, you know, um, I, I'm saying that to say that it, you know, in my mind, if it was my way, uh, having got abstinent, that all these problems should have just gone away. But they don't, you know. My um, social problems, my emotional problems, my work problems, my financial problems—they become better. They become manageable, I think, and they become um, oh less uh, less critical. But they don't go away. Uh, you know, I, I have sponsees today, and. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say that they're a distraction, but when I'm focused on my sponsees, when I'm focused on working with these other guys, and there's a lot of them, um, I'm not um, focused on my own problems. And uh, that keeps my head where it needs to be. And uh, uh, it keeps me in a spirit of, of gratitude. And uh, if I'm in gratitude, then I can't be in fear. <clears throat> I think gratitude is the is the opposite of fear in, in, in my mind. Uh, uh, it, you know, it's often said faith is the opposite of fear, but where do I get faith? You know, I get faith from knowing that God's always taken care of me. And, uh, you know, and if I'm grateful for the fact that he's always taken care of me, then I'm going to believe that he's going to continue to do that. And uh, so... Uh, I, I, I do a Gentle daily reminder, gratitude. Five minutes well, thank, left. Thank you. You're and welcome. so I do a I do a daily gratitude list along with my eleventh step, and uh, that it keeps me focused on uh, on the things of, uh, that are important. You know, the, the things of God's world instead of the things of this world. Um, it's uh, uh, you know the the big book tells us that. Uh, um, that we enlarge our spiritual life by self-sacrifice and work with others. Uh, bottom of page 14, top of page 15 in Bill's story, he tells us that, that if we fail to enlarge our spiritual life, that we don't have a chance. And, and uh, you know, over in the beginning of how it works, he tells us that uh, 
so much will ensure immunity uh, from further eating than work with others. And uh, that that is, you know, I, I can live this life, this practice of surrender and acceptance, this life of saying that, uh, you know, God's will be done on my life and, and all that. But that's kind of a little bit passy. But the growth comes in, the growth comes in learning how to work with others. The growth comes in sponsoring people, you know, and uh, the growth, uh, my sponsor always says that uh, uh, he's actually quoting, I think, Clancy when he says that, uh, um, you know, we don't, you don't learn something from, from reading about it. You learn it from teaching it, you know, that uh, uh, you uh, uh, learn it by giving it away. Uh, you know, you hear about it, and, and you might absorb it, but you're you're not going to really take it into your heart, into your soul, and into your being unless you're teaching it. And the best way to teach it is to teach it over and over and over again, and to be available to, in, to anybody that asks to uh, to, to be that uh, to, to be that guide. Uh, there's a, a story that goes around about uh, that I, I really love. Uh, the uh, somebody falls in a hole and uh, they can't get out, and uh, their friends and family come by around and point fingers at them and said, "Say, how, how did you fall in that hole, you idiot? We all knew that hole was there. Uh, why'd you do that?" And they leave because they don't know how to get him out of the hole, you know. And the doctor comes along and says. You're going to stay in that hole. You're going to get sick. It's going to hurt your your health. You need to get out of the hole. But he doesn't tell him how to get out of the hole. And the psychiatrist comes along and says, uh, you know, I want to examine why you fell in the hole and why you, what you know, what what happened to you that you fell in the hole. But the psychiatrist can't tell him how to get out of the hole. And, and he's still in the hole. But then somebody from uh, the twelve step program comes along jumps down in the hole with him and says, right over here, there's 12 steps, and uh, it'll get us out of the hole. Come on, I went this way, and and lead you out of the hole. And, you know, thank God I've had somebody jump in the hole with me, take me by the hand and show me where those steps were and uh, how to how to take them and how to take them quickly so that I was out and into the sunlight of the Spirit. And, uh, you know, i uh, just thank God that that person was put in my path, and I want to be that person in as many other people's paths as I can be. And so with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks.